Last week, on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we talked Season 2, Episode 9 of Poldark. In that episode, we reckoned with the fallout of Ross hooking up with Elizabeth, and then getting punched by Demelza, and he was very much on the outs with her in this episode, and she tried to get even by hooking up with Captain McNeil, which she didn't go through with because she's a good person. Uh, But she is still very much not on the same wavelength as Ross. Meanwhile... George moved in with Elizabeth, and he's uh, taking over there. And we'll follow up on that and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. We gotta take the power back. We gotta take the power back. Come on, come on. We gotta take the power back. And. Just like that, we're at the end of season two of Poldark. How's it going, Corey? <laughs> Is it really just like that? I feel like we've been uh, doing this season for a while. We started at the beginning of November. Okay. Well, I guess not just like, like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've aged, or at least I've aged since then. I don't know about you, Dave. You're, you're feeling younger. Are you Benjamin buttoning us? I think so. That's the that's the plan, right? Isn't that the goal? I want to be a baby by the time we finish Polar. <laughs> that, that's the goal for all of us, just to to go backwards. No, I, I'm not doing too hot, Dave. You, you know, sometimes before recording, I like to go for a run, get the juices flowing, so I'm coming in hot when mm-hmm. we're recording. And uh, tonight, I just ate it completely. I, I, I tripped and just flew forward. And uh, That cold pavement, wet pavement, right? Yeah, it's a little wet tonight. I, I didn't wear gloves, and uh, I just finished washing blood off my hands. So, you know, Ooh, okay. for, for all my sins. <laughs> That's fun. But, yeah, you know, I, I have a penchant for <laughs> falling down. You saw it last year, uh, earlier last year, Dave, when I ran up a fly of escalators and then just Messed ate it at the top of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, I am just a modern-day Mosley, I guess you can say. I, I don't know. Just Pratt falling all over the city. <laughs> <laughs> all over. Just a clown, just tempting the fates. How about you, Dave? How are you doing? I'm doing fine, I guess. A lot. I didn't fall. You're upright. <laughs> yeah. I'm bi- bi- bipedal. I'm I'm doing okay. I'm on both feet. Okay. All right. Before we get into well, Poldark, is there is there is there some news? I feel like there's so much doubt in news that I always forget. I mean, take it with a grain of salt because I feel like they just keep taking the same news piece and running with it over and over. Mm-hmm. But three hours ago on Deadline, which is you know a legitimate news source. Uh, Julian Fellows teased a possible Down Abbey and Gilded Age crossover yet again. He said, I've learned this much, never say never. I'll stick with that as my answer. Oh, never. <laughs> didn't didn't I suggest that the da- or the reason that Downton 2 is not going to America was because of the Gilded Age? Maybe. And you were like, who nah, knows? that can't be the case. But who knows? Who knows? I mean... It's widely speculated at this point that there may be a crossover. I mean, this show's been in development for, what, six years? So I, I think he'd have enough time to brainstorm how they, he could connect the two, but who knows? Let's just not get our hopes up, is all I'm saying. I mean, I don't think my hopes are up after, you know, after the unfortunate fate of the English game, uh, ceasing to exist, that show does not exist to us anymore. Yeah. But Yeah. Uh, well, that one never really had a chance for crossing over. Uh, since it was based in reality. <laughs> Based on reality, it's set way too far back. Um, but Julian did go on to say that the Gilded Age has very different energy than Downton Abbey. Uh, things on Downton are on a decline, whereas they're not at all in decline in the Gilded Age. This whole new gang is just, just hitting the town with all the money in the world, and they want to have a great time. I th- think that creates a kind of upward energy that infuses the show, but also, I think, at the time, it infused society with a d- different energy. Okay. And we all know that uh, Julian Fells is a known Tory, so... You know, I'm, I'm sure he's just been itching to show more rich folk <laughs> living their life. That, that's his bread and butter, you know, f- from where he comes from. So we'll see. Let him do it. Absolutely. In America, too, Anything no else less, going on? right? Or, or... Yeah, it's America. It's taking place in New York City, baby, 1882. All right, yeah. So we definitely have some some young dowager potential. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the article notes that, uh, what was it, Cora, uh, what is it, she has an aunt that in New York that was still alive in 1914, so that that's a potential connection, you know, maybe her aunt is somehow 
in the show. Oh, that would be riveting um, if it's someone that's like barely connected. <laughs> some real Easter yeah, egg they just level drop stuff a name from Julian. At some point. And then you just start doing the backwards like uh, Mr. Or like uh, you know connections of like oh that's why they're like this or something and it's like no 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 I don't I don't think Julian Fellows is George leg. Lucas here I don't think he's gonna try to give an explanation for everything. I, I was thinking about that like. You know, just think about how uh, Julian Fellow says when someone has to leave the show, he, the only way out sometimes, especially if they're family members, is just to, to murder them. He doesn't bring too many characters back after, like, their season arc is, like, over. Or he gives them the two-season arc, like, one of the servants, and then they don't come back at all. Unless you count Rose Leslie coming back in the later seasons. But I just feel like he has a short-term memory <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> Julian. Like, he doesn't remember, like, breadcrumbs he may have left earlier. So it, I, I would not be shocked if he's just completely, you know forgot about potential connections to Town Abbey. Just, just you watch Town Abbey 2 starts with like Miss O'Brien walking back and like I'm back. I, I would enjoy that. I mean, sure. I mean, I think people are dying for some of those returns, but I don't know if Julian remembers to give it to us. He says characters are getting killed off, so what if he just like brings back all these characters that walked off for contractual reasons I mean, and just picks them off one by one? That would pop the audience. I don't, think, I don't think the audience would pop for them dying, but... <laughs> no, no, but the return, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I put on our Instagram over the weekend or yesterday uh, a thing that I put together in my spare time over the weekend because it was it was a long weekend. It was an okay day on, on Monday here, mm-hmm. and I just had some time to kill. And I saw a bunch of inspired uh, Coachella riffs of their announcements of events and activities going on, mm-hmm. and I just thought, what would be one look like for for Down Abbey? And I put it together, and I think some people got it, and I think some other people were just completely dis- disregarded it, uh, understandably. <laughs> Okay, I, mean, uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a lot a of bunch of references to our stuff specifically. Exactly, the Lords of Grantham uh, universe for for Down, where just you know, what would people want to see if we were to host a Down Abbey event or put one together that would pop the crowd? Essentially, mm-hmm. you know, what would pop the crowd? Sergeant Willis stopping by to say hello, you know, a public stoning of Anthony Strawn, you know. Yep the the Drews divorce <laughs> proceedings. I would love to see that. But who's? I mean, that's all speculation. Uh, Who, who's to know if that even happened? If they got divorced, I mean, it's fun to think. It's fun to theorize how that would have broken out. <laughs> um, yeah, you can you can go check it out, listener, and just scratch your head. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, it's, it's out in the streets. A couple comments on the Instagram. Some people liked it. Yeah, but anyways, I, I think enough about down. Yeah. Would you say, Dave, enough about Downton? Sure, enough about Downton. We'll Down. be talking a lot more about Downton soon enough, I think. Yeah. Let's talk about but, old Cornwall and our buddy Ross and company. Yeah, let's, let's wrap up season two. Mm-hmm. So this episode starts, like every Dark episode starts with the, the dang cliffs. Would you be shocked if they ever opened an episode not at the cliffs, Dave? Yeah, where would, would you want would, to I open would be like, huh? not at the cliffs? <laughs> I thought it would be intentional. Where would, where, where would you want to see it open? In the mine. <laughs> okay. In the hole where Francis fell. It's like a shot coming up through the water. Like <laughs> Michelle Gondry directed the episode. It's all weird and wacky. You see Francis is like coming out from reverse. His, his uh, body my mom actually. My mom is catching up on Pole Dark, and she just watched the episode of Francis, and she was like, "How? How could they? That's so sad." It's, you're telling me, Ma. We we all felt that way. <laughs> well, yes. It, we felt this season has betrayed us twice. It truly has. And I kept feeling like this episode they were trying to betray us again. You think? I feel like this episode from the get, I was kind of in on it. Oh, this is a fantastic episode. I think this is a great capper to season two. Yeah. So let's get into it. So we start at the cliffs. And, I mean, how do how do we want to break this down? Mm-hmm. There's, I feel like it all kind of converges at the end, obviously. Well, there is a war going on. Yep. And we do have a doctor friend who feels like he could be of service in this war. Yeah, and he finally mans up and signs the papers. That is correct. Dwight Ennis is going to see to join up the Navy as their certified surgeon. But it's weird because he talks to, to Ross and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about like, I applied for this position. Like he's applying for a job. This mm-hmm. is the army. They'll they'll take you, dude, or the navy. In the navy, he'll they'll yeah. take him. They, they make a dramatic point of it to like you know have him sign the dotted line. 
Oh, they love showing uh, a contract in, in Polda. For sure. Like, I kind of want to read the specifics. Like, what does it say in there? Like, what happens in the Navy stays in the Navy. You can't discuss it elsewhere. I don't know. Um, I don't know if Dr. Dwight, I feel like he's a mysterious man. It might be, that might be up his alley. It's got to be stuff about, like, not bailing uh, on, on them, you know, mm-hmm. right? And then, or else they'll, they'll kill you or something, <laughs> being a deserter. Doing his, his uh, job. Exactly. And, and not to spoil things, but Ross is, is, you know, shaking his hand saying, like, I'm going to the Army. I won't see you in the Navy, but I'll, I'll be going to the Army. And they shake fists or shake hands. Yeah, they shake fi- they, they fist bump. <laughs> they shake fists. They do a little COVID <laughs> elbow fist. bump. They do like the the predator opening where like uh, Carl Weathers and Schwarzenegger oh, like lock fle- arms. Just flexing. <laughs> yeah, I mean Ross is big. Ross would would knock Doc Dwight's arm out of the air if that was the two of them. We haven't seen we haven't seen Dwight shirtless yet, have we? No, but I don't think he's got that uh, that energy. You don't think he's packing? I don't think he's packing like Ross is. I don't. I don't know. I think he's deceptively you know wiry potentially, Dwight. Deceptively wiry. That's not a good quality. <laughs> I think he's low key. Like he takes off his shirt and it's like jacked, you know. Okay, I, know. I could see. We could he see breaks it. legs off. <laughs> Either way, though, Caroline's still in the picture, though, right, Dave? Is she? Because we see that Dwight has gone to see Uncle Ray. Penavin. and he ain't, he ain't doing too hot. He's not doing too. He's got a the sugar sickness. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a that's a nice way of putting like diabetes. <laughs> uh, you got the sugar the sugar uh, sickness. This is such a weird scene because again, Doctor Choke is brought up as some incompetent fool. That even though he's he's the established town doctor, him, really, this debutant Ray Penvenen is like, mm-hmm. let me refer to this. Let me get a second opinion from this bum who lives in a shack who tried to marry yeah. my niece. And and Dwight's like, look, I think Dr. Choke is wrong. Mm-hmm. I, you know, <laughs> screw George and Fran, uh, George and Ross. I think Ennis and, and Choke need a little blow off. Oh, I'd love to see That's it. the semi I mean, for sure. That's the Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, the mid-tier uh, fight. Because, I mean, it's not, was it? He, he says, like, Choke advised that everything was wrong with Penavin more or less like you got this this and this and that kind of diseases and then uh, Dwight just boils it down to like no it's just a sugar sickness well Dwight um, asked him these questions he's like you eating good he's like, yep you drinking in the neighborhood yep <laughs> you drinking wine yep sounds to me like you got the sugar sickness <laughs> yep and Penavin's looking like he looks okay though as much as they say he's supposed to be ill He's laid up there looking pretty cozy, I thought. And he's like, am I going to... They're like, you got to stop eating and drinking the way you're eating and drinking. He's like, that'll make me better, right? And he's like, nope. But it'll make he's you like, live well, what's longer. What's the point of living? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's got some news for Dwight. Yeah. Uh, Caroline is allegedly engaged to Lord Coniston. What a name, Coniston. Uh, Dwight you know bid some grad and congratulations uh and then he's just out staring at the water and, and that's when he decides to you know push forward with enlisting yeah we like, see him him give that like sideshow bob growl at the camera when he's facing away from ray he's like, <laughs> <laughs> little carlisle yeah, adjacent. Li- or a little bit of bates ish of a of oh a, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> growling <laughs> that hunger a deep down desire but Ross hears about this, so after uh, you know Dwight informs him that he's going to go off to the Navy, he's like, "Oh, by the way, yeah, I, you know, I heard Caroline's engaged." And Ross is like, "Huh?" Because Ross is also connecting some other dots because he's he's going to his financier. Yeah, he's going to he's old, to uh, Harris Pasco. Yeah, I'm trying to get the and secondary wants- and third the third tier characters' names down. Getting there, we're getting there. I mean, it's just overcoming how strange some of these people's names are. Like, Captain Henshaw. What is he the captain of? But he's Captain Henshaw. That's just who he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so so Ross goes to see Harris Pascoe, Pascoe because George is calling on him because he thinks the whole situation with the 600 pounds for the shares of Wheel Grace is fishy. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll dive deeper into Ross and George later. But he calls him in and Ross owns up to it. With Elizabeth outside, yeah. biting her lip, going, oh, no. And something happens that we'll talk about later. But Ross yeah. is... He needs to investigate his he needs to, Yeah, he needs to diversify his bonds. So Re- if he goes, them. he goes to see Harris Pasco and he's like, hey, I'm in the, I'm in the money. Spoiler alert. He's the, we're hitting 10. We're, it's 10 yeah, city over here. Right. And Spiking. He said, but, oh, by the way, who... who uh, who, who was that person that bailed me out in that situation where I needed to be bailed out? He wants to make everything square. He says, I can repay him. And Pascal's like, when did I say him? Uh-oh. Like, Uh-oh. And then we see Ross talking to, still on the fence, Demelza about it. And she's like, maybe Demelza's got the hots for you. And Ross is like, I don't think so. She got the hots for Dr. Dwight. She's just trying to. Are you saying Demelza? You mean Caroline, right? Yeah, Car- yeah. That Demelza's talking to oh Ross about God. that, though. Oh, okay. Well, he he, but he does find out from the financier that it was Caroline. Yeah, then he along. finds out that it was Caroline. It was her yeah. all along. So he pays her a visit. We get the same stock footage for the second time in a row <laughs> in episodes of like the cityscape to let us know we are visiting Caroline. Yep, and she's like, oh, Mr. Poldark, or Captain Poldark, what's going on? And he's like, hey, let's talk. We got something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And he asks her about the engagement, and she's like, I turned this guy down twice. I'm not getting married to this guy. I don't know what's going on. The constant man. He's a stickler. But that's not what they're there to talk about just yet, because Ross is like, I know you, you paid uh, to help keep us open. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah. And she's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, she's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's much less a uh, pop and circumstance to that moment. Yeah. She's because... not expecting the money in return as much as he wanted to repay her for it. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, she's, she's loaded. Yeah. Let's take advantage she's of people set. that, that offer their, you know, come on, Ross. A lot of, yeah. He's always trying to clean up, make sure he's even like, don't you just be enjoy. This is a rich, nice person for once. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, hey, I know what the reason you're not engaged to Lord Constance is because you still like my man. Mr. Dwight Ennis. And she's cashed out. She's like, no, no, no. He had his chance and all that. It's just not happening. And he's like, you know he's going to the Navy? Do you know what happens when they go to the Navy? Have you heard of the village people? What happens there? (laughs) Well, it's funny because he's like, didn't you know what happened that night he was supposed to go with you? He bailed me out of huge trouble. Like he helped my helped me stay alive, and he nearly went to jail for keeping me alive. And you're you're gonna punish this man for that? Like what the heck? Come on, cool down, be cool. And she's like, long before that, I could tell he loved Cornwall. And it's mm-hmm. like I think he likes you. Yeah, he he wants it all, but it has her reconsidering, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it leads to one of the funniest moments in this of this episode. That's a real, like, uh, fantasy tavern moment. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so Ross uh, sits uh, Dwight down for a drink before, you know, Dwight is, you know, supposed to set off, kind of like a, one last drink to have. And they're having a conversation. And, and Dwight's like, why are you talking to me about the Caroline or something? You know, he's discussing, you know, if he was done with her or not and stuff. What does he think about her? Mm-hmm. And he's like, why, why are you bringing her up? camera pans back and Ross is like look behind you mm-hmm. and she's there like a, it, it, like a Gandalf like totally different color scheme than everybody else the entire tavern green. is quiet and looking at her it's staring at him Every, the entire tavern is it's like the noise just drops out of nowhere <laughs> this whole tavern is just staring at Dr. Dwight <laughs> like they knew something was going to happen here I, okay Sure, it's sweet. it's a sweet moment. It's it a is sweet a sweet moment. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's just it um, out of character for this show. Yeah, this would be yeah, appropriate but, on Downton or Bridgerton, but I don't think it, it's so. It's a little saccharine. Yeah, a little, a little bit of the sugar disease here, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But she is like, you want to go again? You want to give it another try? And he's like, One I'm going to the Navy. Don't you hear what they do out there? I heard it's fun. <laughs> gonna have, I think Prince Philip is going to have a great time in the Navy. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't exist yet. But she's like, let's, but, let's do it. 
let's get engaged. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't got a ring. She's like, you got any leather string? Yep. And they make an engagement ring out of leather string. Puts it around her, her uh, finger. And then she says, hey, where? what room are you in tonight? And he's like, huh? <laughs> I'm on a boat. Hey. Not yet. He's no, got he's got one. one he's got more one more night. night. He's got right. We don't see what happens there, though. They, they they don't show anything. No, they don't have to. We already had enough of that in the show. I mean, maybe they are just hiding Dwight's body. It would be something if he came back next season like real swole. Like he he's just been working out in the navy. <laughs> hey, I mean, he's just doing pull ups on the mask. The, the seven seas. You never know. You you never know. Eat a lot of fish out there. Get real lean. So that that's that's but, Dwight and Caroline in a nutshell. So, so I guess we can recap their storyline next week when we talk about it. But yeah, that that puts a bow on everything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the rest of the show kind of all weaves in together. There's only one other real plot going on. Well, there's the mine is doing well. We find we know that. Yeah, they are rolling in tin. No longer worry worry about copper. It's not, it's just all about the tin. Money's coming over hand over fist. The only thing is, the soul, some of the workers may be going to war to to do that, mm-hmm. even though you know they got the money coming in. But uh, otherwise, it, it's paying off, and someone wants a slice of that pie. That's George. Son of a gun. That's why he says, "What happened to those shares, Elizabeth?" And, and Elizabeth says, "Some mysterious benefactor bought them." And he keeps writing Ross. He's like <laughs> the 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 montage of their letters. It's like Poldark, come visit. I got to talk to you about this. Warligan. Ross. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Poldark. Come here, please. Ross. No. <laughs> and eventually Ross it's, shows up. Yeah. It's funny to me that, you know, George gets married to Elizabeth. One of the first things he does is just start reviewing the finances. The guy's got money on his mind. Well, one of the first things he does is take that painting of Francis off the wall. Yeah. You know, he, he wants uh, a picture, portrait of Jeffrey uh, Charles. He wants a portrait uh, of of, no, of George and Elizabeth. Yeah, painted by some famous painter. And, and then we see Jeffrey Charles says, "How long must he stay? How much must Uncle George yeah. stay?" And Elizabeth says, "Call him your new papa." They're really driving home how how much he's just taken over and is just going to destroy this family. I, I don't know why Elizabeth is such a pushover for all this stuff. She doesn't object too strongly of keeping Francis's portrait up, even though it's his home and their family there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he even brings this comes up a little bit later in the episode, but George says we're gonna be sending Jeffrey Charles away to school. <laughs> yeah, we just see her like crying in the next scene. Yeah, she doesn't want to send him away, even though the the boy looks actually kind of old. It's like how how long you want him hanging around? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll just be George and her at the home. I'm sure it makes it and easier Aunt for Agatha uh, and Elizabeth's uh, comatose mother. Yep. Who we don't see ever again. They don't even show us shots of her getting like fed or anything like that. We just know she's just dying off somewhere. Uh, but perfect uh, way for them to write off their son. And then he'll just come back looking like a man at some point. If he goes. I feel like this uh, mm. this episode does raise a lot of questions about how much Liz is going to push back on George. And lots of other questions that we'll get to later. But yeah. Um, they're, George is very much like owning the, the place, though. They put up a fence early on in the episode we see. Yeah, so apparently around, lots of locals would like traverse through the land to get from point A to point B. And mm-hmm. George is like, no more. And I, as soon as he's putting this fence up, I'm thinking, like, this rich dude can't afford a better looking fence. Right? <laughs> it's a little, a little uh, shoddy. He's got this and, dude, and we see Tom it. Harry, which is with a rifle, just hanging around. <laughs> Well, he's the guy who tried to murder uh, or tried to assault Judd, but failed to do that. He nearly murdered him. Yeah, so he's, he's the like, same guy. He's the the he's like Tankard and and Tom Harry are like Hall and Nash to to George's Hulk Hogan. If this is the NW, these bad boys. Sure, the, the, the Tom, Tom Henry guy strikes me as a guy who doesn't have much in life because he gets off so much on telling people to, that they can't cross through that patch of land. Oh, he's, like, he's, he's, very, he's, he's got a quick trigger finger, too. He's he's having the time of his life. Yeah, he butts people in the face with a rifle. He just like points the gun at anyone who dares to come near there. It's like, this is literally like your hill. <laughs> you, you just find so much joy in, you, you know. You must not much have much going on in life that you can like 
dominate over except this like one fence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, weird, little little weird. Uh, and even Tankard is like, do we need to have this man? Like, is it wise to have the use force, George? Like, wh- what are you trying to prove here exactly? And George, George doesn't care. <laughs> no, 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 he de- definitely does not. <laughs> uh, it's his land. It's it's trending with now. Mm-hmm. And you see, even on Agatha, it's like, why can't you go be with Verity or go say somewhere else? And she's like, I'm not letting. Think. Th- I'm not letting this dude beat me. Yeah. And I guess that is the side thing that happens in this episode is that Verity is given birth. She's in the throes of it. Yeah, she gets, she gives birth with the assistance of Demelza, who's in her sort of... She says she's done with Ross and she's going to go help Verity. And it seems like a very smooth yeah. labor. I wish there was more of a handoff here of like, you know, a moment where like maybe Dwight going to the Navy telling Demelza like, hey, I'm going to be gone, so I'm going to need you to help pop these babies out <laughs> while, while I'm busy. Something, something like that. But I guess that would kind of spoil whether she was staying or not. Cause then it would make her feel like she has to stay, but yeah, Blame, like Blamey's daughter is there, there too, who at one point hated Verity. This is a quick turnaround and also no blamey at all in sight. So that's true. He, well, he's out, he's out in the Navy, man. He's out sailing. Well, he's not necessarily seas. in the Navy. He's just on the, on the sea. Right. <laughs> he just loves being with the boys on a boat out there. Well, I mean, he's a, he works having in, a good the, time. in the water. He's something, I don't know what his job is. He's uh-huh. a captain. He could no, be. No, his job is just sailing the sea and having fun with the boys. Yeah. Uh, that's a, even though with his grown we, children we and his, like, 27-year-old wife at home. Yeah. But, but Dave, what are the odds that Demelza, we see her next season, just delivering babies everywhere? Well, I mean, <laughs> she's, I feel like that's, she's already that's been tapped happen. to be, like, a vet. Right, taking yeah. care of cows or horses, whatever. With with um that guy last episode who tried to you know sneak into her bedroom, McNeil. No, the other guy, the guy who owned that house. Oh, the yeah, the old man. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, it, very possible that that Demelza is a straight up doctor next season. And where's Garrick been, man? I feel like we haven't seen him. Like, Garrick might have. Garrick might be gone. <laughs> They just reference it in past tense last year and next year. Like, remember when Garrick was around? Remember Garrick jumped off the cliff into the water. <laughs> he thought he could swim. Too, <laughs> it was the one dog too who far, too far of a leap. <laughs> no, I like the idea that the dog could make the leap. He just couldn't swim. Actually, he just hit the water. That, that's, just show us the visual of Garrick leaping off the cliff, and that's all we need. <laughs> Little Jeremy's I like that. Nah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, sorry, folks. If you're a fan of dogs, we, we, we Dave's a cat guy. I, I can go either way. <laughs> Anyways, though, uh, as you said, Dave, there's that back and forth between Ross and uh, Francis. And before you know it, not Ross and Francis. I'm sorry, Ross and George. R.I.P. Francis. Yeah, sorry, still on the minds, heavy in the heart. Uh, but Ross shows up. Yep, and he basically tells. He's pretty forthcoming with George. He's like, "This is what happened," you know. Yeah, were you, were you cough cough guard by that? How like upfront he was. I feel like Ross is is a straight shooter to a fault. Yeah, and I think he knows. I think he knows Elizabeth is an earshot, mm-hmm. and I think he knows that this is just like. I think he knows what he did was legal too. So he's gonna need if if he's not gonna give George some excuse to go through a back alley stuff to find the information. He's you say, look, you're going to work around yeah. the law, you're going to work around the law, that kind of thing. He's got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Nothing to lose here at all. But yeah, he's very upfront. Like, she needed the money. And then George tries to, like, corner him and say, like, well, isn't that funny that you sold off these shares that's immensely profitable now? And Ross correctly is like, bro, it was not worth a dime when I sold it. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you, like, trying to step on this? Oh, because it has money now? He's like, what about for, for, for Jeffrey Charles' sake? It's like, bro, you got money, man. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. You're just being you're rich. You're back to being you. Yeah, petty man. Uh, and what's it that gets him triggered? That gets uh, that gets him up in their faces. He calls uh, Demelza a, a name. I forget. Skullduggery. Yeah, your scullery maid. Scullery maid. And then uh, Ross, they've said that a lot on the show. Oh, he says it, it's like George's favorite thing to say. And yep. and George, <laughs> George sits there for. Oh, it, it, you know, like there's this tension, and it's like, okay, Ross, just get yeah, out of there. Yeah. George has been boxing, right, man. We've been seeing him boxing all season. Don't 
get out of here yeah. while you can. But then Ross is. George does say the one thing like a man who cheats his young ward, which brings them close together. Like what? Like I don't care about Jeffrey Charles. You would not dare lay a finger on me. Go back to your scullery maid is what uh, George uh, says. And what, what what does Ross do, Dave? <laughs> he, he beats him bad. Does what he does best. Now, did you think but, but, did you think George was gonna like obliterate Ross because he's been boxing all season? Well, I think it's a little bit even because he gets that. It's almost like it is truly like wrestling, where he gets the, the the cheap shot in on George, where he punches him straight in the face. But George like lurches back a little bit, like so he doesn't get the full he doesn't get the full body blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly, and then George is on the offensive. Man, he shoves Ross into the clock. And he's got him by the throat in the clock. And then Ross is just covered in blood immediately. Yeah, Ross does the blade uh, job. He cuts himself for for the show. Yeah. But so whereas George is obviously the much more skilled fighter at this point, Ross has just got the sheer strength. Uh, but does, it, does this illustrate the, the difference in life between these two is this fight where George thinks he can yeah. pay some world-class boxing coach to like get him to be the best fighter. But Ross is like just sheer force of will and strength is just like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm going to put you so close to the fire that I'm yeah, going to burn. Gonna, you're going to be Kane, man. You're going to be walking around with a mask cover in your face. Right. So, so yeah, Ross is pushed up against that cl- uh, clock and somehow with, he has the wherewithal to like, I think hit him a little bit lower to take the wind out of him a little bit to, to knock him over. And then once he's got George moving backwards, yeah, he pushes him towards the fire that's on, on the ground. Closer and closer, about to shove his face into the flames until George calls for Camparian Triggs. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, might as well call him, was it like Slapjack and stuff? Like, where does, who are these people? Camparian Triggs. Call, I mean, we know he's calling, Harry. well, Harry is Tom Harry, the guy with the rifle. Right. Right, but either way, there his like, it's his 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 goon squad is coming to help him. Yeah, <laughs> you think Ross would uh, have, like burned him to death? I mean, he is legitimately trying to kill him. It feels that way. He's getting closer and closer. I mean, if George was not hanging out for dear life, I think yes, he would have. No, and were you thinking that George was gonna like <laughs> grab some embers and like maim Ross? Because I thought George oh, should have, but he didn't missed opportunity there i love the idea that elizabeth who's like eavesdropping on on this whole thing hears and finds out that ross was the mysterious benefactor to her Mm -hmm. and helped her out and then she would watch him murder her husband immediately afterwards (laughs) what would elizabeth think what would she do like this man cares about me he also just murdered a man i I don't know (laughs) sorry (laughs) the the the, that's ross in a nutshell a nice guy one day Quick to the trigger, trigger happy the next. Yeah, you know, he, he's a, you know, he's a man. He's a stickler. He's a man of his beliefs. And then they do this thing where they show the next scene where it's like George and and Elizabeth sitting by the fire, and it's like, oh yeah, you think I got it bad? It's nothing compared to what I did to Ross. I really gave him a, oh yeah, because yeah, he's soaking the blood out of his fists. Yeah, but it's um, like, did you though? Bro? Also, it, you really no. did some revisionist history, man. You almost got thrown into the. You were could have been ash at this point. And then also Ross got the last line where George says, you know, this is my house. And then Ross is like, your house. This is Jeffrey Charles's house. Peace. He should have kicked him and in the yeah. ribs at that point. Just one more shot for good luck. Just should, have, just should have went in and tried to push him into the flames one more time. That would have been the best. Uh, <laughs> it just shows the next day George's funeral. Ross is in jail. Why not? It's justifiable. Um, yeah. Uh but it's funny because in that moment though of uh, Elizabeth tending to George, she kind of pulls him close though. Mm-hmm. Like she she is there for him, which is strange. Uh, I feel like I she's feel just like trying the- to give to him in those moments of weakness to to sort of maintain because she knows how much she relies on him financially. Okay, that I, I don't think this is a love moment at all. I think this is a you're well, in a weakened. It state does lead moment. to lead to some love making, allegedly. I don't know if lovemaking is the right word to call it. They, these they two. say in the middle of this episode, so they do the thing where they show Verity uh, giving birth, mm-hmm. and then the next scene immediately is George is like, "This is the happiest news that I could have heard," and it's like, you know, it's not about Verity, mm-hmm. but they don't tell you what it's about. But the, <laughs> there's no reality where George would be like, "Man, I'm really happy that 
sister or a, you know my, I'm a, <laughs> had I'm that uncle. baby. Great. Well, is I don't even think he would technically be an uncle because Elizabeth In married law. Francis, so Elizabeth is not a Poldark. She's a warligan at this point, so it should be like a, his friend's kid. Yeah, more or less. Either way, uh, I'd love to see George hanging out with uh, uh, Blamey and seeing how they get on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just seems like it would be awkward to me. Yeah, so I feel like there's the what's, what remains of this episode is like two two prongs. Yeah. So we see that Demelza is still very much on the fence about, you know, trusting Ross. I wouldn't even say on the fence. She's made her mind up. Oh yeah, she's she, done. She wants out. She she's done, and to the point where she straight up says to Ross, like. Remember what you did? I did it too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that scene is great. <laughs> and Ross is like fuming. He's like, "What'd you do?" Yeah, he can't. He, he can't buy it. He doesn't believe it. And then she's like, "Captain McNeil," and he's like, "What?" And I, I do like that she's honest with him, and all it takes is just telling him that, like, "Oh, you know, he was just kissing and caressing me," that, and that's enough to tr- trigger Ross. It doesn't even need to. You know, they didn't have to go all the way. It's just that was enough to be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> uh. Which, you, you wonder if that occurred to Demelza last week when things were going on. Like, I don't need to do all this to, to get one over on Ross. <laughs> well, I think she realizes in that moment that she's kind of gotten her point across in her own head. That she didn't actually want it. She just wanted to know that it was an option and to see, like, how it felt. And she didn't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, abs- I mean, for sure. So she says she's going to take Jeremy and go to see her, uh, to stay with her father. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to Verity first instead. Right, but that that uh, scene that, that it that scene we should shouldn't understate the importance of that scene where she admits to Ross that she had the opportunity to cheat and she didn't quite pull the trigger. Yeah, because it, it doesn't seem. I mean, that sits with Ross a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't hit, seem to hit in the moment, but it definitely registers in the back of his mind mm-hmm. as he contemplates going to back to war and, and it's calling and she's she she gives a great line and she's like look you could run away with your high school girlfriend you could go to war you could save your mind and become the richest man in town like does it really matter mm-hmm. and that's her first line to him in the episode and he's like look remember what it was like when we were poor and we didn't know if we were going to make it to the next day and she's like i i miss that ross you know she she makes yeah. it about him and he's like he doesn't doesn't quite register and I think it takes most of the episode for it to register. Yeah. I mean, and she does tell him, too, that she's going to take their son, uh, you know, with to where her father's at, uh, to, you know, to spend some time away. And we all know how much Which, she, she loves that her pops. Yeah. And, and that definitely upsets Ross to know that his he won't be there for his child. She doesn't mention Garrick, though, which would have been hilarious. So she's like, I'm so taking Garrick, the kid. Garrick is dead. Garrick can is keep the dog. <laughs> And then we see Roz with a pooper scooper having to tend to, <laughs> to Garrick everywhere. Judd and Prudy are like, why couldn't we have gone with them? We're just cleaning dog poop. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that's just dumb. So that, that's um, really the, all of Ross and Demelza and, and up until that point where we are. But, yeah. but we see in town that this stuff that, that Tom Harry and, and the goon squad is doing is really starting to upset the public. Right. It's like, who, who do they think they are? Like, we, you know, we're just trying to cross through land, do our thing, and they're trying to own us and, and you know, say where we can and can't be. Mm-hmm. And this this got me thinking, because there's the moment where they're like, we should, we should like, start a riot. And I think it's yeah. Judd that's like, basically lays out every single thing that George has done to the community, where it's like, they mm-hmm. put these guys away. He did this. He tried to kill me. Yeah, he tried <laughs> to kill me. He did this thing to to Demelza. He did this to Captain Poldark. He's he, you know, he's dedicated his life to being a bad guy. And it's it's one of those moments where you're like, how did it take two full seasons for these this town to revolt against George Warligan? Like, and, and George is talking about building a building a bank. This dude, these people do not like George. Mm-mm, not at all. We we even see Prudy trying to cross through that area. Uh, and get put at gunpoint. Yeah, and then, and then Tom uh, Harry steals her food, her produce. Right. Stand and deliver. Oh, we also <laughs> did skip. Did we skip over the fact that um, Elizabeth and Demelza have a face to face? Well, that was that we we're about to get to. Okay. That. Yeah. So there's you know, 
trouble's brewing for the Warligans. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, one of her, so Demel's is on her way back home after Verity gave birth. So she yep. has yet to pull the trigger on this full-on separation. It, I thought she was just going for a walk, too. I thought she tells, like, Ross she's just going out for a walk. By the way, this is after Verity. So this is after the fight where she yeah, says she's leaving to go is. stay with her parent, her father. Yep. And we see that Judd comes in with the baby and the luggage. And he's like, "Not even gonna. This is a, you're not even going to help me out here? And then yeah. we see um, Elizabeth climb over the fence. And I, you know. Demelza climb over the fence? Demelza, yeah. Not, and then she bumps into yeah. Elizabeth. And ooh. Right. I mean, she she was seeking out Elizabeth, obviously, but yeah, Elizabeth meets with her outside. Now this this is a this is a co-main. If if Ross and George is is your WrestleMania main event, second match mm-hmm. on the card is Elizabeth and Demelza. Absolutely. And this is a, uh, this is intense. This I, I think this is a great. This is a squash. If this were wrestling, this is totally uh, one. The repartee here is so strong uh, until like. Well, not so strong, but just at first, like, does Ross know you're here? Is Ross my keeper? And then, yeah, Demelza just takes the ball and runs with it. Runs with it, you know. She she doesn't even let Elizabeth get much, many words in. You know, she's like, I thought I was gonna tell you I hate you. You broke my marriage, <laughs> uh, but what does it matter? I don't care anymore. She's, None of it matters. She says, "I won't be ruled by what he did, and you're welcome to him." Exactly. She's gonna leave Ross. No longer be ruled by him, and you're welcome to him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and then this cuts to Ross talking about uh, Caroline and and Dw- Dr. Dwight. So this is this weird duality of Ross trying to like tie up all these loose out. ends of other people while sort of not taking care of his own. You know, he's always concerned about the community at large, but he's not concerned with yeah. what's under his roof. Exactly. But then we see Demelza is um, going to leave. Ross is about to sign the paperwork. We, we see yep. him. Uh, they, he's they given the, the same contract. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, as you said, Dave, people were talking about the Warligans, too. So that, that's coming to a head. Yeah, so, so there's, Tom Harry shoots Demelza. <laughs> well, he doesn't. Oh, he shoots at her. He, he shoots at shoot her, her, but then she scrapes her hand on a rock. Falling. She's like you. You have a lot in common with Demelza. It's blood on our hands. <laughs> scullery man, you're a scullery oh, man. Man, what have we done? Yeah. And and Demel's is straight up like is I think this is kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back in a lot of ways, where mm-hmm. you know she basically sees Judd and, and Prudy and she's like, do not tell Captain Poldark, don't don't tell him what's going on. And they're like, this is, thank you for this piece of information. Now we're gonna go, and start a start riot. a riot. Demel's is fast though. She she gets over to that house before them somehow. Yeah, and she she busts uh, in. She's like, "Look, y'all been acting like you own this town, George, and it's it's the you about to learn today. Chickens are coming home to roost, my friend. You're you're and you're done." George doesn't believe her at all, and neither does Elizabeth, who I thought Elizabeth would have like a little bit more sense about her. I mean, <laughs> that, you know, maybe Elizabeth some of George's owes- actions. Owes Demelza her life when Elizabeth was sick. Yeah, right. Demelza came just not giving her and any time of day. This is yeah. Elizabeth has has totally fallen in this episode as far as her credibility 100%. is concerned. Right, and it's not like Demelza was rude about everything that she told her about Ross. She's just pretty much saying like, "You can have him." You know, she was pretty direct about that in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, though. I do like George, but George cuts a promo on Demelza when she's trying to warn him. He's like, uh, "Look, my his foe, his foe uh, Ross. Uh, he's in possession of his home, the woman he loves, and then he announces we're going to give birth to a warlegged heir. He, he like lays it down out right there. I got the three things, and that's all I need. And he calls and, her a scullery maid again. He's like, "Why don't you go back home, you scullery maid?" And she's yeah, like, "Look out uh, the window, and there's people with torches setting these, you know, Boy and Scout camp." It's like pull your head out of your fire. ass, man. Yeah. Do Do you think that Ross shoved his head so far up his own butt he just couldn't see what was going to become Ross or George? <laughs> Earlier in the episode when they had that fight, he oh, just took Ross his head and they stuck George's. it all the way up there. Yeah. I think George. I mean, the way that George talked to Elizabeth, the man is in denial about a lot of things in his life. Maybe he's got a concussion. 
Maybe he's just not thinking. He's straight. got a fire concussion. The fire <laughs> melted his yeah, brain. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly it. By the way, where's uh, Carrie? Where's Uncle Carrie been? I think he's think in. The, in he doesn't live with him anymore. No, he doesn't. So I think he's just kind of at his own house. He's putting his feet up for once in his life. Yeah. He doesn't have to have dinner with I, I, like weird debutante wives anymore. He's like, I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm done with this. I do like, though, that this mob appears, and then George says, Tankard, Harry, Tribs, Kemp. And it's like, the four Boys. guys aren't going to help you out, man. There's a mob out there. I don't know. They come out, they got guns. And they're like... They do have guns. But all these people have flames and stuff. All, all it takes for them is to just literally, like, throw a log of flaming wood at them. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? I mean, the reload time, I think that they would kill four of them. <laughs> or at least injure four of them. I don't know. I don't know. Bullets f- definitely travel faster than f- well, flaming they torches. Yeah. But it'd be a thing where, like, all they gotta do is flinch for a second. Oh, yeah. yeah. The mob would them. win, ultimately. Yeah. But knowing George, George, he's like, save yourselves from being lynched. Like, this is... Or is that Demelza says that? It's like... Yeah. She's telling that to them, pleading them to get out like, of there. I, I do like even... they, they show them... They show the mob just burning down the single like fence. It's so shoddily made. Yeah, that, that's their statement right there. Uh, but yeah, the, as you said, Dave, they all have guns. Even even I like uh, that uh, George is carrying a like a four, like it's got four like uh, four barrels. <laughs> yeah, four barrels. That thing's definitely uh, taking a couple minutes to load. That's not that's a one and done. Mm-hmm. We see Ross, tensions are tensions off. are very high in this moment. You think, yeah, the, and then you hear a gunshot. Well, no, Ross goes home, and he asks, "Where is everyone?" Oh, yeah. And Prudy tells him, "Oh, there, there's a there's a mob. Oh, there's a riot he, going on. You didn't get the Facebook invite." And he's like, "How did that happen?" And she said, "I instigated it." <laughs> like, whoa, Prudy, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't, get it, Prudy. don't put her at gunpoint. Yeah, I, I respect Prudy for that. Good for her. So there's a gun that goes off in this in- intense moment, and mm-hmm. we're looking around. It does the the you know sometimes these British period dramas play with action tropes in a way that's like okay, come on, yeah. The gun goes off, and we're like looking around. The camera's moving. Nobody seems hurt. And you're like yeah, because Ross is gonna walk on. Like, and then you know you hear the clop, and then up comes Ross, and we get another yeah. face off. This time with Elizabeth watching in plain sight. Oh wait, did I confuse it? Was it Demel- Demelza or that Prudy told started the riot? I think it was Prudy telling Demelza that because we didn't. Yeah, it's supposed to be a total surprise that Ross shows up in the mo- moment because he has that that badass line where George says, "Oh, I thought you're going off to war," and then Ross says, "A servant told me about a war closer to home." I was like, "Oh shoot, <laughs> game on, baby!" Wow. <laughs> and this is a how, how does the show not end in Ross summarily executing George at some point? Like, I mean, this episode almost ends. <laughs> almost. But Ross literally takes the gun and he's holding it like to the side and he points like a video game. It's like, what do you want to do with the gun? And then he points it at George's face <laughs> and they're just like staring. And George, I don't know if you noticed it. George's eyes are so glossy. You're just waiting for a tear to drop. This dude is terrified. Absolutely. There's only so much fisticuffs he can and get I, up to here. With all, all credit due to, to Jack Farthing, who plays him, because he, you're, I think he, the dude's going to cry. Like, he is so scared. Yeah. And, he's committed. And then Ross is like, everybody, go home. Nothing to see here. We won mm-hmm. this one, boys. And, and, and credit to, uh, what's his name, who plays Ross? Uh, Aiden Turner. Aiden Turner. He's very credible in being that guy who's like, get out of here. You, you know better. You have family and, and people to take care of. Why? Why are you going to throw it all away for this piece of trash? Mm-hmm. We all know he's trash. <laughs> what's going? To, what's that going to get him? And it's very convincing. I can, I can buy into you know Ross as a leader. But then you know George, George's like, where, where are you, you you gonna go to? And Ross is like, I got one thing to get. And he holds out his hand. He's like, Come on, Demelza, get on the horse. He doesn't even say anything. He just holds out the hand and she just gets on there. It's a it's a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And then we see George. George is talking to Elizabeth, saying that, you know, Ross wasn't. He wasn't going to hurt me. He didn't stand any chance against me. He was. He was just showing. He puffing his chest out. It's like, all mm-hmm. right, George, talk talk that talk, man. 
and even then they go back home. Demels is still not a hundred percent in on Ross. She, she still wants to take Jeremy away. I think, right? And yeah, and then he this tells is where her, we have that moment where she's like, "Is this all worth it?" And this is a great mm-hmm. moment because, yeah, I mean, again, this is all predated by Ross doing some very unfortunate and uncool stuff. But he yep. says that you know Elizabeth was his first true love as a young man, that young love, that perfect love. And he says that everything with Demelza was imperfect and impromptu and, you know, they, they weren't meant to be. It kind of happened as it happened. And he says, like, what what is the true love? And he says it's the imperfect love. And he, as soon as he was with Elizabeth, he realized that that immature love is just a farce. Yeah, his arrogance, his idiocy has been spectacular. So he, he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. It's not an ideal love. It's the, you know, that imperfect one. Yeah. And then we get a scene with, um, Elizabeth and Aunt Agatha. Yeah. Oh, where she man. goes, what, what did you expect when you made a pact with the devil? I mean, she did keep pulling up the Satan card this year. Agatha just kept turning the cards over and every time it was just Satan, Satan, Satan. And then, uh, and, and he's like, everything's going to be fine. Come March when the babies comes. And Aunt Agatha was like, what if the baby doesn't come in March? And it's like, Which, oh. Because <laughs> Elizabeth is staring at the flames. And, and she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I, you think I'm stupid? What do you mean? Th- thinks she's stupid. Like, she thinks That's what Aunt Agatha's like, like you think that I don't know what happens in this house? That you're making this comment, what if the baby doesn't come in March? You th- Oh, you ter- interpreted that the baby's going to be delivered earlier? Because it ain't, it ain't George's baby. <laughs> Oh, oh, I interpreted it entirely different. Oh, that's 1,000%. No, I I read it as Agatha saying, we can take care of this baby in the womb Oh, no, 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 that's not what she's saying. She's all about the action. She said, she's, because Elizabeth's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you don't think I remember what happened with with Ross? Well, she doesn't say that. But she (laughs) she makes it heavily known that, like, this, if this this baby might come in January or February... (laughs) Because you definitely in a in a timeline that does not line up with your marriage. We'll see. We'll see. We'll and see. then and that's why that's that's why the ending is is so unsettling with Ross and Demelza seeming to be in a good place. It's like uh, things might not be so great if that that baby comes in January. Right. Ross and Demelza are an embrace again. So yeah, I guess that is uh, that is true, David. If you're gonna have a soap opera, you you gotta have the illegitimate child at some point. Oh yeah, and then they have the the license uh, contract match where they wrestle for ownership of the child. And, and you know they would do that too. A hundred percent, they'd be hanging the the contract over the the cliffside. You know the baby um, will pop out of a Elizabeth's womb with like Ross's Jeff Goldblum curls, and and then George they, will be like, those, those "Good Jeff Goldblum good curls." They, he has never had hair that long. Ross. Yeah. In the beginning of the season, remember his wig? Oh, I mean, the wig is something else. So they'll that, take that, the, that, that gold bloom wig and put it on the baby. Okay. <laughs> and All then right. George will be like, good God. <laughs> we'll get a little. I, I, w- I would say it would be something, though, if Agatha was like, we can take care of that baby. We don't have to have it. Yeah, I don't think that Agatha's <laughs> talking about some back, back alley abortion situation. <laughs> I would not put it past her. She's the one who literally just cocks a gun in the middle of the day for no reason. Uh, I want to see her kill George, not Ross. <laughs> She would like curb stomp his face into, into the flames. Uh, it would be it would be something something to see. Was this a good finale, Dave? Oh, absolutely! This was awesome. Yeah, they played with the, it all. The, Ross with the fact that Ross has George's face to the flames, like twelve minutes into this episode, not even. I was like, this, <laughs> yeah. we only we're only going up from here. Yeah, it it it, it goes, and the three extra minutes of the episode justified. It was a full hour this time. Oh yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, there was. And that's a. Th- this is where like a show, like Poldark appeals to me because you can absolutely feel it in something like The Crown or even Bridgerton or what have you, where it's just treading water to get to a full hour for whatever reason. And there are, and that's true of some episodes of Poldark, but this one where like you add a few extra minutes, and it's a full hour. It totally justifies its runtime. It has a lot to deliver for you, mm-hmm. and it does not waste waste your time really. And it does. It has all these characters that pop in. Like mm-hmm. we have the scene with Harris, the the financier, and we have two or three scenes with Ray Penvenon because there's a, this another scene where Ray says he misjudged Doctor Ennis. Like later in the episode, 
Like, because yeah. Caroline comes back to see him because he's sick. So Caroline comes back to Cornwall. Like, they, they do spend time with, like, Henshaw and Zaki and, mm-hmm. you know, Tom, Harry, and all these. Tankard is, is, they've done a great job building this world, this little town. Yeah. Yep. So, yes, this is a, a fantastic finale. I loved it. Well, Dave, we got rankings. Yeah. Who's going down for you? Going down? Who's GDFR and number three? It's a tie between Tankard and Tom Harry and the rest of the the, the boys, the, the Mean Street Posse, the Coon Squad. Because these guys, you know, we see that Tankard has has thrown. He's done everything George has asked him, and this week mm-hmm. he's like, "Dude, come on, man! Is this we really want this unrest happening?" Like he calls the shot. He says people aren't going to be thrilled about this, and and Tom Harry thinks he's just you know this is. This is the most drunk he's been with power in his life. And pretty quickly he is humbled by this town. Like, keep keep that gun out. See what happens, boy. Yeah. I do appreciate that Tankard's come a little bit of a ways since the beginning of the season where he was just a pure instrument of evil for George. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get any sunlight. We can start to see a little bit of humanity by the end of the season. Just a little bit where he's trying to appeal to George's sensibilities and saying, this is not a good idea, man. I could see a face turn from Tankard. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Not Tom Harry though; he's pure evil. No, that yeah, that guy's he, he's he's a buster. Well, who do you got number three, Corey? Who's there? The boy who's about to be sent away to school, away from his mama, Jeffrey Charles. Jeffrey Charles. Yeah, I think this is he's his first appearance on the Power father. Rankings, right? Yeah, and it's not a good one. I mean, he's just being put out from his own home, essentially. Uh, so. You know, the whole marriage of Elizabeth and George was in her mind to help provide for Jeffrey Charles, and it is, but not in the best sense. So, mm-hmm. good luck to that child surviving in the world today. Well, I guess on that note, my number two is Elizabeth. Okay. Because <clears throat> she's George is the, the shot of George taking the paint, paint the portrait of Francis off the wall is like just it, it the ball just goes downhill from from punch. there for that episode for Elizabeth mm-hmm. where it's. You know, let's honor his memory. This is my baby's, my my child's father, and he's like, nah, I'm taking it down. And he's like, oh, I'm take, I'm yeah. sending your kid away. Oh yeah, remember, you know, like you heard your 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 young flame talk about how he did something good for you. Well, nah, I started a fight with him, and then he, then she totally gets trampled by Demelza. It's, it's not a great. And and not then she all. ends the episode no. with the question mark: Who's the who's the father? We're gonna need Mori Povich what? on next season. I can only imagine who's doing worse uh, for you. Because uh, at number two, I got Mr. Penavin. Uh, he's got the sugar sickness. And uh, his daughter is maybe marrying a guy, maybe not. But, oh, we didn't even mention that Caroline comes back yeah, to give I, uh, I briefly just him a hug. It. Right. And she's wearing the, the, the string. string around her finger. And he doesn't even know it. This guy... He's getting one over, done one over on him, and all he's got to do is pass away, and she's inheriting all that money and getting away with it. She's going to so. Wow, I mean that makes a lot of sense now. You said you put that out there, so maybe he's going to we'll, die we'll in between that. the seasons. Yeah. Well, who's going down number one for you, Dave? It's George, man. Okay. This dude tries to corner Ross for this money. Ross tells him straight up, like, "It's legal what I did." You can't stop me. And then he's like, tries. He's like, all right, I've been boxing. I've been waiting for this moment. Let's go. And then Ross almost throws him into a fire. Mm -hmm. And then he spends the rest of the episode lying about it and trying to manipulate this woman who doesn't even really love him. And then the whole town is basically like, look, you've been you've been flexing and flexing and flexing. And now it's our turn. And then they're like, they're willing to go to jail to to kill George and destroy. The house. Yeah, you got to be pretty reviled to, to get to that that, that level. Uh, well, I, I don't have George on there just uh, going down because of the simple fact that he, to, to, for all he knows, he's going to be a father. And, and, and that <laughs> is pretty big for him. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth is just, as you for all the reasons you said, Dave, she is taking a huge L this week. This marriage is not what she wanted. Her husband's a loser. The baby may not even be her, hers. Uh, I mean, not hers. I mean, his. Yeah, his. Uh, and she gets owned by by Demelza, like almost a couple times over in this episode. So, nope. Sorry, sorry, Elizabeth. Not your time. Not your time. Well, who do you got going up? Who's on the upswing? Caroline. She she you know gets over herself, 
and says, you know what? Let's give this Dwight guy a try. I, I should forgive him. It's all just a matter of trust. Okay. That's good. Good job, Kara. I, yeah. Number three, I got Verity because conceiving a child has been her big issue this whole time. And yep. not only does she have a baby, it seems like the baby leaps out of her. She gives birth so easily. I mean, we don't see that happen, but sure. But she's like yes. not even, she's giving Demelza advice like hours after this baby is born. She's sitting there holding the baby like, what did Ross really do that you can't forgive him for? And she's, you know, like, here's my little baby. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing clean baby. Real clean. Yeah. Uh, well, number two, I got Demelza. Okay. She, she owns Elizabeth. She, you know, tries to speak some sense to them, but doesn't, um, uh, doesn't get through to them. Uh, I, you know, she's very resolute in wanting to get out of there uh, until she changes her mind and is like, you know, what? I'll stay anyways. Strong, strong episode for her, but she doesn't commit to uh, leaving Ross, which I kind of wanted to see. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see him put out a little bit. Yeah. Well, number two, I got Dr. Dwight. Okay. Because for all the reasons you said about Caroline, Dwight was the one that, like, was doubling down and saying, like, come on. I, I had to save Ross's life. I had to start a fire to protect him. And she's like, no, nah, you like your work too much. So, so he, he's been trying to win her back. And then Ross just basically hands her. He says, look. True love will find its way, and mm-hmm. and it does. And it seems like he's kind of excited about the prospect of of being a surgeon in the navy. Like, there's never a moment where this seems like below him. No, you take one cannonball, your your ship is yeah, sunk. Yeah, but it man. doesn't. It doesn't. He's excited about this new chapter in his life. Okay. And and he goes and he he has a little night in the hotel room with with Caroline. Let's not forget that <laughs> we don't even this see. man. Yeah. Last time he did this, the woman got choked to death. Yeah, I mean, pray tell that won't happen this time. Well, number one for me going up this week, Dave, it's Ross. It's Ross, baby. He's back. The king is back. The dude, whenever he wins a fight, I think he almost ends up unanimously number one on our up list. The guy, the guy has got a clean record, um, especially against George. He always wins against George uh, and just owns the scene there with the mob at the end, telling everyone just to go home, Demel's to come with me going to make this right and then he wins Demelza back the guy he's can Teflon. do and, all kinds and of wrong he sets Caroline and and Dwight up he facilitates Absolutely. that the, the guy came back so strong this week nothing but kudos to Ross terrible man a terrible deed that he did this year but you know what he's kind of a good guy and, kind and of. with all due respect to the situation I feel like all of these guys are doing this you know it's, these it just makes me feel worse around. for Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying Ross is forgiven, but, you know, Robert Crawley does it. All these guys. Prince Philip does it. Ah, Robert Crawley did not do what Ross did. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, but he, don't, did, don't, he did. Do not compare Robert Crawley to Ross. We don't know what he does when the camera's not on him. <laughs> okay, all right. You know something I don't. But yeah, basically what I'm saying is male characters have a history of doing this, and Ross Ross's yep. redemption is actually a... Get in your wife's face, discuss it, take your punishment, sleep on the couch, do your do you know your time, and mm-hmm. earn that respect. It's not like hoodwink your way to getting back like so many of the other characters have done over over the past shows, you know that we've watched. Sure. So, yeah, and it's a, it's a killer week for Ross. This is great. Oh yeah, all aces for him. All aces. Well, I think we're going to recap the season next week, right, Dave? Unless something else comes up or we've got our timelines. We've got to break down right, the power down. rankings of the first two seasons combined. So right. a little more pulled our coverage next week, and then we'll tell you what we're doing after that. Then. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime, stuff. <laughs> have, what, have you been watching anything else, Corey? Anything interesting? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I wrapped up the new season of Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty solid. I liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, n- maybe not quite as tight as some other seasons, but... I don't know. I, I still really very much enjoy that show. Uh, and then also I've been watching this Korean dating show on Netflix called Singles Inferno. Okay. Which uh, sounds sounds a lot like my dating life. Uh, it's about a bunch of single people put on an island and they just go on these dating games. Mm-hmm. And if they pair up, they can go to Paradise, which is a hotel, and get to know each other better where they can learn the other person's age and their career. The age? <laughs> um yeah, because, you know, that's an important thing mm-hmm. uh, that you need to know about someone. Uh, but it's just the whole show is just this rotation of people trying to date one another. And then, I don't know, there, there's some, some 
there's something really addictive about seeing like those little glances that people give each other you know those looks of like interest in someone else and then that feeling i don't know there, there's something very relatable about the show even as like superficial as it feels in a lot of ways and also i usually don't watch it with dubs but i'm watching this with a dub because it's so goofy and over the top in some ways because they have it's a reality show too it's a reality show it's and a they dub it? reality show oh yeah oh yeah interesting uh, okay it's it's good though they have a panel of commentators commentating on the people dating each other it's silly i i highly recommend it. it's eight episodes okay it's light airy fun and they found the most jacked people you'll find in, in this world on there okay so. dave what have you been watching speaking of the most jacked people you'll find anywhere i watched the first two peacemaker episodes john cena oh yeah yeah how is it it's pretty good um okay like i, I feel Not the like most ringing endorsement that well i i like the suicide squad a lot the james gunn suicide squad but i feel like yeah. i think Back in the day, Mike Myers, famous Mike, not the serial killer, but Austin Powers, mm-hmm. criticized R-rated comedy. He says you don't need to do all the like. It's cheap. the 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 profanity is cheap, and mm-hmm. I feel like going from Guardians of the Galaxy to the Suicide Squad, I kind of felt like you know you don't need to do the hard R, James Gunn. Like you could work at PG thirteen, yeah. and this show kind of makes me double down on that. Because yeah. I feel like, and that's our that's our guy John Cena. We don't need to see him saying some of the things he says on that show. No. But it is um, who the T one thousand is his father, and that's super. <laughs> that's really cool. And um, I don't know, it's fu- it's fun so far. He's good. He's funny. Yeah, I I had that same feeling about the movie. Like I liked the movie. I respected that. Like it did its own thing. But I had that same feeling of just like. It's it's trying a little too hard to get some laughs yeah, out of me. I feel or, like James or, or Gunn is is catching the public eye like ten years too late. Like, if in the gross out era of internet humor, like yeah, he would have been the king. Like he well would have been, and, well, and that's kind of like what Deadpool was like five years ago for people. Like, oh man, it's irreverent. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? And they're kind of just following and doing that, but it's tired to me that kind of humor yeah, <laughs> in a I, lot of ways I, like, it, I'm not it, with it there, it is funny because like one of the first scenes the, the custodian guy is like hey aren't you that racist superhero who only kills colored people and Peacemaker's like I kill white people too it's like do you though so you know I think we're gonna get pretty deep into mm. that stuff but yeah. I mean that is what it is so it was enjoyable though yeah okay alright well, I'll catch up on it at some point there's, there's just, no rush uh, there's enough meta yeah, superhero enough. content in the world right there's too much TV <laughs> as, we, as we say every week uh, I think this is a lengthy episode for us. Uh, we should probably wrap it soon. Yeah, I mean, it's the finale. We got to go big or go home, right? It's going longer than the actual 100%. episode. They, they earned it. Uh, yeah. So you know where to find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Lords Grantham at Gmail. We have our Podbean website where you can find our whole archive of uh, pods or you can just look us up on Spotify where mm-hmm. you can give, give us a five, five star. star yeah, that's an easy, easy, easy thing to do. Even if you easy, you, you don't even have to listen to us on Spotify. You can just drop a five star on us do there. It. iTunes. If you have an iOS, you could do it there too. And just drop it on. Us. If you don't have iOS, you got a laptop, you got a, you know, the internet browser, you can find it there and do it there. It's easy. Go ahead. Help us out because uh, uh, this Downton movie is coming out soon and we're going to need some, some wave of support from our loyal fan base. And if you've made it, over an hour into this episode, that means you care about us. So please do us that right. favor. And if we don't have that wave of support, we may just not review the movie. We just may just tune we out. May. We'll just fade away. <laughs> yeah, we we need you to remember us to, to stay alive. On that note. On that note. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>